With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. That's good. Okay. Good. Great. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for meeting with me. It's, uh, it's been a crazy week. Yes. Yeah. That's what I noticed. You know, we were, we were checking and I'm like, okay, let's do some shopping here. This is really, there's like so much going on and, I could hear the, you know, this, it's too much, you know, it's too much, and it is really intense, um, and it was so helpful to get Stefan's feedback, because sometimes it's harder for me to see, you know, when it's, um, it just it happens for all of us, I think, that sometimes I have a, you know, a harder time being completely objective, I'm like, what is really going on here, so that was very good. Um, yeah. And if that's the case, there, there's like more going on than just unavailable man thing, right? Because if I think about it, Warren, and I, I really heard this in when I listened to his. And I want to make sure you're tapping, right, Deb? Yes, I actually am. Believe it or not. <laughs> good, good. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, he was just talking about his mom and how she didn't handle the death well. And and he said, neither did my dad. And it's really true. Like Warren did not fully grieve. Like he just sort of went into work. And so in a way he just, he's an unhealthy partner. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Well, one of the things that I I think that um, one of the things that tends to happen is that, there's this ideal or this, this idea, an ideal, both. Let me put these on. You probably can hear me even better. Is that, um, you know, in, the, in terms, in, in moments of stress, family or partners or, you know, are going to come together closer. And sometimes stress pulls people apart instead of coming together. And, and in their case, or I, I don't know if it's, well, clearly that's what happened, right? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it and the like question he, is, is he, is he still an unhealthy partner? Like he's still in this like loop where he's just working all the time and traveling all the time. I mean, it, it, like we talked about getting together and he's like, well, I can do it in April. <laughs> right, right. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, he just, um, he's just, locked up in that job. And yeah. um but I think that more than in the job, Deb, he's locked up in his head. Yes. His head is, is, yes. His head is a very and I mentioned this to him and I said it in a variety of ways. I think that it is true that I sometimes I'm too kind or too gentle. <laughs> yes, you, know, you are. You're uh, indirect. Um, you're like you're it's your Argentine part, I think. It could be. I don't know, you know, because it's interesting. I, you know, for a lot of people, I think that I've learned a lot. But anyway, I just, um, I did tell him that his, his mind, his intelligence was getting in the way. That I said very clearly. That, you know, we get very attached to our minds and our, you know, intellect because it's a good refuge and a good place to be in. But in reality, 
uh, he was using it. And it, in reality, the tool, he was just using it to escape other things. Um, so that, all of that I mentioned. Yeah, but he doesn't know, like, that's a concept, you know, like, what does it look and feel like to not be that way? You know, that's what he needs mm-hmm. to ask and figure that's out. That's true. That's like, true. okay, that's a cool concept, but what does that mean? It's very abstract. Yeah. Yeah, well, what it means is, you know, in terms of you, let's forget I know, about no, I, I know what it means. I'm saying right. he doesn't know what it means. Like, I've done it, too. I still do it, but... Um, right. Yeah. You know, I don't think he knows, but it's still operating. Like, he has an emotional life. It's just he, it's not in charge. <laughs> right. You know, it has a weak vote. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and I, you know, I would always, yeah. And, I mean, I think this whole thing about getting me to talk to his son is kind of a huge deal in a way. Yeah. Um, because he's introducing someone he really cares about to his children. Mm-hmm. Um, in a very vulnerable way, and and his son loves me now, and like I mean, it was actually kind of a brilliant mastermind in a way, mm-hmm. but um, it's also got a tricky side, and and I mean, I think he pulled me in in part to solve a problem, but also in part um, because he's missing me, and he wants something you know deep to connect with me on. So it's like a uh, a way to, to be even more connected than we've ever been before in a way, like at a project, you know what I mean? Like a, an intimate project. Yeah. And, you know, con- working together around his child in a way that probably ha- has never done with his wife. Right, um, absolutely. And, absolutely. Uh, and so now I'm sort of all roped back in, you know, and my emotions are all fucked up over it. Because yeah. it's, um, you know, I really, really care about him, and I have for a long time. Yeah. And I was out of it for a while, and, and, and then, like, he contacts me, and I'm, like, right back in it. Yeah. And I, it's like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like, really, uh, it's just so much because now not only you care about him, but you care about his son. Right. And you're even more involved in terms of, like, you have details and information that otherwise you probably wouldn't have if you didn't talk. talk That's right. And and I I was being really amazing about it. I mean, I was trying to explain to Oliver how much his mother loves him, you know, and, and how, like, you know, some people don't have resiliency, enough resiliency to get help. Like it takes resiliency and, and strength to even face into, like get help that you need and some people don't have it. And like I'm trying to explain her side of the story in a way, like which was, I don't know, it was good of me to do it that way, you know? Not to unjustify his feelings, but to help him feel less unloved. Yeah. It's a whacked out position for me to be in, right? <laughs> Yes, 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 it is. And that's the part, right? It's like... But I uh, think this is what you have to do when you're a step-parent. I mean, I'm sure, you know, Stefan supports Fia's dad in certain ways, right? I mean, he can't can't undermine him, you know? No, not at all. He's even an advocate of of her dad to me, (laughs) believe it or not, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know, sharing what, what you know, he sees at his perspective. Yeah, everything. It's just just really, um, it's just that what I'm really concerning is how these has 
affected and it is affecting you emotionally right now. Yes, it is. It's, it's really upsetting, actually, because yeah. it's kind of like undermining my confidence and getting yeah. me off kilter. And like, it's not a good setup for me to be emotionally engaged with Warren under these circumstances, unless there's some other arrangement, unless there's right. some other explicit arrangement, like where he tells his wife, all right, you know what, I'm supporting you during this illness. And at the same time, I'm moving on in a relationship with someone else. Like, like it's got to be on the up and up. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I noticed that was very, very striking, Dave, and of course, this is the whole issue with, and I'm here, I'm tapping with you, yeah. the whole issue of text. But the text that you sent was so complex and well thought and eloquent and emotional. There was there were so many components in your message. Yeah. That his reply left me like, what the fuck? I know. I was I was <laughs> like, I don't even know how to respond to that. Well, you know? I think there's not much to respond, but it has but it what it left me with was yeah. a very clear sense that this guy is when it comes to responding he is not able to respond at the level that you want. That is like, there's no question about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't respond at all about all these emotional response or your process or where he's at. There's like, there's no emotion. It's like, I'm sorry if I put you in a compromising position. I know you would be heavy. And I mean, it was like so heady. Well, the other way to look at it, and we had more texts after that, the other way to look at it is um, he kind of goes to a bad place and he shuts down or he closes Mm. up and he's hurt or he's afraid of getting hurt, you know, because, um, and also he may not have had, he doesn't have the same kind of sophistication that I have, like psychologically. And I was talking to him afterwards about, (laughs) <laughs> the principles of my profession, you know, like you can't be coaching this kind of person and that kind of person and or this in this relationship, like there are boundaries, there are rules, you know, that you have to follow. And like, he doesn't know that, you know, he, and so when we, ha- we did end up having a more complex conversation about it. Okay. Um, so it was, but that first response totally sucked. Yes. It was yes. horrendous. <laughs> it was. Uh, so bad. I was like, what the fuck? And yeah. um, Stefan's response was, I'm glad that you reached that conclusion. That's good. Said, what did he, what did he say? I'm, what did he say? He, he said, I'm glad that you reached that conclusion. The fact that you, he, you said he's totally not into me or something like that. Yeah. And he said, I'm so glad that you reached that conclusion. I said, but you realize it's not accurate. And he said, I don't care. As long as she's okay, <laughs> that's what I care. Uh, yeah, he really doesn't like Warren for me. Well, I think that he wants someone that is really going to prioritize you, that you're going to yes. be number one, which is what right. you want too. So yes. He's a yeah. huge, you know, um, a huge advocate for you to get what you want, and he is not what you want right now. No, he's not. And then it doesn't make him, uh, you know, an, an, a bad person in any way. He's just not there for you. I mean, come on, if he wants to see you, he misses you but he cannot see you until April? Like, what the heck is that? Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. so then I end up feeling, um, you know, like these terrible th- things around, like, rejection and um, mm-hmm. 
un, unloved and, you know, um, and then I, I feel undermined and, you know, it just, it begins to eat away at me feeling sort of out over my skis with someone who's not on the same page as me. And, um, that hasn't changed, you know? And so, but he engages me because he sort of wants me, he wants me close, but in a way that he can have me as opposed to in a way that works for me, you know? Exactly. Well, because I think that he does, he definitely appreciates who you are and really admires who you are and and really has a lot of uh, appreciation and everything for you. He's just not, um, he's not in a position to provide you with what you want. That's right. And I think that's the important part and that, that I'm glad that you're, you know, seeing Stephanie, because I know that that's going to, you know, even though there's more to it, you know, because there's your, it's, I mean, it's such, I could totally see it, though. I can totally see it, and I'm, I'm so glad that, that we're both shopping, because I, if I would have been in your position, I would have been like, oh, my God, of course I would love to help your son. Yeah. Right? It's like... You know, I, I love helping. I love to help your son. I love, you know, just that you ask me um, and you're trusting me with, you know, your most most precious. precious. Yeah. 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 So, Betty, there's so many good things about it. But I would also like to hear from you. The, the, tell me about the frustration and the disappointment and the, the, the upset of feeling, you know, hooked again. Well, before I do that, I'm just going to say one thing. He said something really cute, which was, you know, he means, he said he means a great deal to me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just like a total understatement about how he feels about his son, you know. Uh, or that's the language he uses. And he mm-hmm. said that he has said the same thing to me. You mean a great deal to me. So, I mean, it's kind of amazing. He said the same thing about me that he uses, the words that he uses. Anyway, but how yeah, it no, feels. Yeah, that, that, that's a good point, yeah. Yeah. That was striking. Yeah. Um, you know, he, yeah, I don't know. So he just, um, how does it feel? It feels really hard and it's throwing me off my game and it's making me feel really sad and depressed, like sad, you know? Um, and it's like, I thought I had gotten through this and I had called, you know, I was not going to call him again until like, or contact him again until like September, you know, I was had all this resolve. And now, like, we're back into it again. But now I'm I've wriggled out of the the Oliver thing, and I'm passing him on to a therapist. And, um, and so I'm not going to be contacting him anymore. But you know, it. So it's, it's like, I'm in this pickle, where Mm -hmm. here's this guy, you know, here's this person, we have strong feelings for one another. It's not the, you know, it's not the right setup. And I have to kind of, I can't sort of, it's just gut-wrenching all over again. Mm. And I had done all this work to get out of it. And now I'm in it again. Okay. I'm just so sad. I'm just so sad. I know that I'm deserving. Because I know that I'm deserving. And yet, I feel totally hooked again. And yet, I feel totally hooked again. That's it. Yeah, hooked in. He, he, he threw some crumbs my way. He threw some crumbs my way. And I bit. And I bit. 
because I don't have anything other than crumbs right now. Because I don't have anything other than crumbs right now. So it's better than what he's offering is better than nothing. So, well, it's not really. <laughs> well, coming from him, at least, it's just that it means. It means a lot. Yeah, it does yeah, mean a lot. It means yeah. a lot. And, and he, but it is, it is upsetting that I just fell all over again. It's upsetting that I fell all over again. And that tells me that my feelings for him have never gone away. And it tells me that my feelings for him have never gone away. And in that sense, the unavailable partner issue is still present. Yeah. In that sense, the unavailable partner issue is still present, as well as a lot of others. <laughs> like, let's yeah. look at all the other ones, you know, that he represents. Yeah. 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 Tell me about those. Well, like, you know, an addict. Mm. Um, and like someone, a work, you're talking about work, right? Yes, work. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And travel, and like he just keeps himself locked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So locked up, locked up guy. There's something really charming to me, apparently, about a guy who's emotionally locked up. Mm. Like what you know? What is it like? It, there's like an also. You know, maybe he hasn't fully grieved William and he is um, you know he's got all this like what's the word sort of unprocessed emotional stuff inside and backed up and um, you know he's keeping it all locked up maybe right now Um, but you know is that the kind of emotional intensity that like I don't sense it on the surface at all um but maybe there's some subterranean part of me that did and does and that's what i'm drawn to some kind of emotional intensity you know uh which is basically what my dad was like this there was a huge emotional intensity to my dad right but it was very um, it was very much on the outside (laughs) yeah completely different right yeah completely different but similar you know and am i being drawn to that you know yeah. Yeah, uh, and the so, fact that he also wants to help his his son so much, right? Which yeah, he's totally dedicated to his sons. Like he adores his kids, right? And really but, dedicated to them. And yeah. and it's like so. There's there's the aspect of him that I can see how it could be. It is absolutely there's the addiction piece, and then the, there's there's so much complexity to him that pulls you in because you know some some. A dad that even though he's a total workaholic and almost like emotionally like an escape artist yeah. <laughs> because he just disappears. And yet yeah. when it comes to his kids, there's a part of you now that you're a mom that you know how huge it would be, or it is, how huge it is to you to have a very solid, caring, present father for your kids. Yeah. And he shows up as one on this surface because hearing what what all he had to say maybe he actually was a little bit absent oh yeah he was totally absent i mean that's why his wife struggled i mean you said that that's what you know his contribution yeah. to the failure of the marriage mm-hmm. is that he didn't you know he could not remain present through her grief and his own grief 
Um, and I knew that, but it was sort of like a concept. Now it's like, okay, so this guy's coping mechanism is disappearing. And that's not, a, that's not okay. I don't even, I don't respect that. That's like a character flaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so enough that, to make you feel, to make you go like, forget it, I'm not, and this is just doesn't. Well, intellectually, yes, but emotionally, right. no. That's that's the disconnect where like I'm like oh, you know yeah that doesn't make any sense but like emotionally you know there's still something and why is that you know why is that why shouldn't why shouldn't I just immediately emotionally unhook? Well, I'm curious if and just see if these fits for size. You know, part of the reason that you are in this profession, in the helping profession, let's call it. Yeah. It's to really help people that you see their potential. I mean, you see that there's so much. Yeah. This is such a great person in so many ways, and here he is locked up inside himself where he could be happy. Yeah. Sometimes there's these, like... um, Fix-it desire. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, all, so, and there's fixed desire, and sometimes I call it like a Hollywood princess deal of like, well, he's had other partners, but I am going to be the one that unlocks it. Right. I'm going to be the one that has that magic that finally he's going to see it and he's going to change and, you know, we're going to be happily ever after kind of thing. So then I still have the sort of child fantasy of wanting to change my dad. Exactly. That's it. Oh, I've been working on that one forever. And this is just the last piece, Deb. This is the last piece because, you know, you allow your dad to change. And, you know, you allowed, you have your enlightened dad within you. And this is a, a last piece of, like, you know what? Yes, as a little girl, there was a part of you that may have wanted to make him proud and may have wanted him to be happy with you and for you and that you you were doing really good in school you were doing all kinds of great stuff and maybe there was also the hope that that he would see that and come out of it or just be a good dad to you right that somehow his love for me or something about me would inspire him to overcome his problems right but I mean, I used to write my dad these inspirational letters. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah. You never mentioned. Yeah. With Albert Einstein quotes and everything. I mean, I would, <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to fix my dad, for sure. Okay. Okay. Is there any part of you that wants to fix Warren or wants to make him happy? Well, for sure. I mean, if I were to, I don't want to want to fix him. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, maybe the narrative in my head is, you know, he's been in this marriage with a depressed alcoholic for fifteen years or longer, and if he had a real partner. Yeah. you know, maybe his heart would unfreeze or everything would unfreeze. Yeah. 
but really I guess it's the like it's the opposite way which is he's got to unfreeze in order to have the good partner that's it yeah yeah and I don't want to be the one to tell him you know I don't want to be the one to get him there like that's just a lot of work yeah but you know is that part of You know what it's more like than wanting to fix him? It's like the the drama of constantly seeking the, the love and approval of the father when it's always elusive. Mm, that's it. That's, I think that's more what it is. Yes, that's it. That's it. It's like I know it's there. I feel it. And same with my dad. I mean, my dad loves me. I knew it. Yeah. But I wanted it in its full flourishing and it's full you know fully bloomed yeah and um that's the parallel with warren which is i know there's something there although i doubt like it's the same drama i doubt it you know i go like that's why i send that text does he maybe he's not interested maybe he doesn't like me and then it's like this big like victory this big not victory, but ecstasy when he finally cracks and says, yes, I, I'm missing you, you know? Right. And then right. I'm like, oh, there it is. Yeah, and then you get a, a little high, right? That is like, yeah. oh. And it's, it's like, you know, it keeps you, it keeps you there waiting for another, another fix. <laughs> but it's so unsatisfying, and I have this huge draw, like this huge crash afterwards. Right. Yeah, and I think maybe that's the cycle that um, the unavailable thing, the addict thing, the fixing thing. But the real nugget that I'm sort of, you know, if I watch my emotions through this process, is oh, I'm not certain. Maybe he doesn't care for me. Is he is he just using me for my skills? You know, like right. Um, he maybe he doesn't care for me. It's exactly the same drama with my dad. Of oh, he doesn't love me. Oh, yes, he does. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. No, maybe he doesn't. Right. Oh, yes, he does. Like that sort of that. Yeah. So how can we provide that, that space within you that doesn't need those cycles, that doesn't need, right? right? It's like, Oh, I think I need to heal the part of me that feels unloved and unlovable or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That finds it attractive to be with someone who makes me even doubt that they care for me. It, yeah. It's like this drama that I'm setting up like this. Oh, he doesn't. Like I should be with someone who, for whom. And all the men I've been with eventually, like they, I always feel totally loved by them, you know? Yeah. So I, but in this, like this sort of like, this is the piece maybe that needs to be healed because that's what I'm experiencing right now. So as you connect, <sighs> sorry, that's a big yell for me too. So it's like, as you connect, how old is she? This little girl that at yeah. some point doubted being lovable, being deserving of love. Three or four years old, I think, is the first, like the youngest Let's connect with her, Deb, because there she is, and she's just, there's so much going on. Is, is her brother born by then? No. No. 
Amy was, yeah, Amy was born five years after me, and Mark was born when I was 13. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so I, I thought that Amy had born. So it was, you were alone with your parents, which I thought was a decent time, but I, even then, there's something about feeling not totally loved. I don't know. I mean, maybe I, I, these questions and answers are I mean I don't know how exact they are you know but like of when you course ask, yeah no no that's perfect it's perfect it's, it's really yeah whatever it is it's perfect of course <sighs> um, so there she is let's just tap with her let's tap on her is she by herself or is she yeah she's by herself She looks a little sad. She's like sitting alone in a room. A little mm. sad, a little isolated. And let's just connect with her and start tapping on her. She's so little to be alone in a room, poor little girl. So little for her to be alone in a room yeah. as a little girl. So let's do karate at your point. Is she open for us to tap with her? Yes. Okay. So even though you're here all alone. Even though you're here all alone. And you're feeling sad. And you're feeling sad. And rejected. And rejected. I am here with you now. I am here with you now. And I want to tell you that I love you with all my heart. And I want to tell you that I love you with all my heart. You're a precious girl. You're a precious girl. And you have done nothing wrong. And you have done nothing wrong. So tapping through the points. Feeling so <sighs> sad. Feeling so sad. So alone. So alone. Rejected. Rejected. Somehow they, are, they don't love you. Somehow they don't love you. They don't want to be with you. They don't want to be with you. And that's confusing. And that's confusing. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. You didn't do anything wrong. <gasps> you didn't do anything wrong. But yet here you are alone in this room. And yet here you are alone in this room. And it's so sad. And so sad. And you may believe that somehow you're not lovable. And you believe that somehow you're not lovable. That's not true. That's not true. You're a precious little girl. You're a precious little girl. I love you with all my heart. And I love you with all my heart. You're perfect the way you are. You're perfect the way you are. Exactly the way you are. Exactly the way you are. The fact that you're here alone. The fact that you're here alone has nothing to do with you being having done anything wrong. Has nothing to do with you having done anything wrong. Or being wrong. Or unlovable. What does she need? What does she want? 
I think she just wants to be held yeah. by her parents, you know, by her dad and just totally loved, you know, in a physical affection, yeah. reassured physically. Could we, bring, could we bring both of them, both mom and dad, their enlightened versions? We have, are they around? Yeah, they are. Wonderful. Bring them into the room. I have that sit next to her. Just invite her into his lap. So if she feels lap to it, does she want to maybe sit in that lap? Yes, definitely. And that just holds her and says, oh, I'm so sorry that we weren't available sooner. I'm right here. I'm so sorry. Am I saying that? Yes, please. Um, I'm so sorry that we weren't available sooner, but I'm right here right now. And you deserve all of my love. And you deserve all of my love. You deserve all of mommy's love. You deserve all of mommy's love. I'm so sorry that we left you alone. I'm so sorry that we left you alone. We're here now. Right here now. And you deserve all of this love. And you deserve all of this love. You're a precious little girl. You are a precious little girl. You're perfect exactly the way you are. You're perfect exactly the way you are. There's nothing that you need to do or say or be. There's nothing that you need to do or say or be for us to love you anymore. For us to love you anymore. We love you so much. We love you so much. Just for who you are. Just for who you are. A precious little girl. A precious little girl. So happy that you're here with us. Mm, We're so happy that you're here with us. Just let her soak that in. Really feel it in her little body. I've been a little distracted through this piece. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm thinking about something else. Okay, what what has come up? I'm thinking about my like my feelings of irritation with Saoirse. <laughs> ah. <laughs> that bubble up. Yeah. Right, because interestingly enough, this little girl, this little Deb, Debbie is about Saoirse's age, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 That makes a lot of sense that even though, and now is it, is it true that this is very useful? So keep, please keep on tapping. So, okay. Even though I feel irritated with Saoirse, just tap me to the point. Even though I feel irritated with Saoirse. And sometimes I just get so frustrated. And sometimes I just get so frustrated. And I even yell. And I even yell. The truth is, the truth is, I love her more than anything. I love her more than anything. And I would do anything for her. And I would do anything for her. She is my precious little girl. She is my precious little girl. Even when she irritates the heck out of me. Even when she irritates the heck out of me. And just at least little three, four-year-old of mine. Say that again? And even like these three- or four-year-old Debbie, even though this three- or four-year-old Debbie 
may have irritated her parents. May have irritated her parents. The truth is they still love her. The truth is they still love her. I'm curious, Deb, if that sometimes also, well, there was so much else going on for this little girl, so much else. But sometimes for little kids, it's like, Maybe she was, you know, one in, who knows? Maybe she was in moments irritating or she would get frustrated and, and her mom was not as patient and wasn't present and, and your dad was, you know, who knows, out to lunch with his, his different issues and whatnot. But no matter what, they, they did love her and they do love her. Yeah. No matter, yeah, yeah. Is there any particular instance or anything where something happened, any memory at all that something happened that you're like, oh my God? Well, she was left alone a lot. Is that true? I think that's what it is. I think that that she was left alone and she was not like they weren't present with her. You know, yeah. they just yeah. weren't present. And. Um, you know, they were so young. They were like 19 and 21 or something like that. And, mm. you know, just not even present with themselves. And, and so, um, yeah. and she was not a planned child and they were overwhelmed and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and it can be a handful. And they were have, weren't they having some financial problems? Oh yeah, I mean they were poor. You know, it was <laughs> they weren't having financial problems. They were poor. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They so were, there's there's yeah. so many stressors going on and overwhelm, and then you have this little this little child that is that is trying to learn and do things, and they probably had no skills, resources, or support to figure out how to be good parents. Yeah, none whatsoever. None. Right. I mean, they were barely out of high school. You know, they were like, my mom was still in college, and dad sort of dropped out of college, and, you know, they just, they were so young. And um, so, but you know what, what, you know, yeah. remember we did that sort of thing of the, my newborn self surrounded by these four guides, and my parents yes. were sort of on the outside of that circle. Yes. Um, bringing slowly in my visualizations they've been coming into the circle and sort of joining that circle and and their highest self has been able to like this is the next step of bringing them in to be that that the giver the givers mm. of that pure love and acceptance yeah, yeah. that is that is a, that's perfect that is a, the next step is to allow them to their enlightened self to be there to be able to be present and supportive and loving of you and loving yeah just completely mm-hmm. loving yeah and that's one thing I'm absolutely getting right with Sirsha like yeah. that is even if I get impatient or raise my voice or feel a sense of impatience frustration yeah. even if I'm, my behavior is hiding it or not betraying it I feel it right. um, you know even if I'm in that state um, yeah, there's, there you still... This total, still, total love that she feels, you know, she really yeah. feels. 
that piece. And so that I, giving her what it is that I think I need to give my the, what my little girl needs from her parents. Exactly. And that's the part that that I want you to feel for yourself. I yeah. allow your heart to feel so full. So full. That you don't want to take anything less than that. Right. I just, just want to, yeah, sponge it. Sponge it and just receive it and allow it to just feel like, fill you to the brim. That there's absolutely, it pushes away. I want you to just see how the love and the attention and the, and the connection being held, just being held is such a precious feeling. Just such a unique, precious feeling. Because being held mm. by your dad, this is your strong, confident, protective dad. Yeah. That is just so happy that you're in his life and he wants the best for you. Very supportive and loving. And that's very clear sense that you are loved and you're so lovable. And they just radiated. You're just lovable and he's not going to let go he's not he's yeah. just not going to go away or transfer, shift or go yep yeah. he's going to hold on to her really tight no matter what oh <sighs> So allow her to allow you and her to experience these day after day. So she's not letting go, and then maybe she falls asleep. She's so tired, she falls asleep. But the following day, she's playing, and dad comes over and plays with her and gives her a huge hug, and they play together. And then a few more days go by, and he's there. He's, there's, there's a presence, there's a consistency. Yeah. There's an ongoing love, a lovely and loving presence. Yeah. And let's just sense what does she need. What would it, look, how can we just really let her know that this is it. This is her life. She deserves. She truly, completely deserves 
to be loved. He is lovable. Just the way he is. Like, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks on how many people do or don't love her in the outside world. And I think she felt rejected by the outside world, too. Um, Mm. Because she was looking for that level of approval. But now that she has this love, it doesn't, what anyone else thinks or or feels doesn't matter at all because her needs are totally met within the family. I want you to take a, a, a photo of that image, the image of her being held by dad, and she's just like so, just soaking it in, just really letting it in. Mm. Yeah. And take a photo of that and tell me what beautiful. She's yeah. like, you know, he's lying back on the sofa and... She's lying on his chest and he's reading a book and she might be all curled up like in him and, you know, he's holding onto her tight and she's mm. like in her little, like a little nook in his body, you know? Yeah. So what a gorgeous, gorgeous color do, are we making the, uh, the frame of these, of these image of these photographs? Mm. White. Okay. Yeah, white. Yeah, right now it's perfect. So I want you to see there that there's this beautiful, bright, pearly white light coming into the top of your of your head with your crown chakra straight into your brain, carrying the this beautiful image. And this beautiful light is like it bounces around your brain, bringing this image into every cell in every neuron in your brain, creating new neural pathways. And I want you to just say, let me know if at any point you get distracted because I want this white light for you to really see it, feel your, your head completely, your face. And it feels your neck. It keeps coming down as if it were a shower, bringing with it the image of this beautiful, beautiful, loving connection. This little Debbie being so loved and held and secure. Her protective, adoring, loving father. And every cell of your body receives this new information, this new message. And this white light travels down your chest, down your abdomen, down your spine, flowing your whole back, your arms and forearms, all the way to the tips of your fingers. As you breathe, you allow 
this image to be carried and to be just transported, this new information into every cell of your body, your hips, and down your legs and knees, all the way to the tips of your toes. And from there, this image, this beautiful photograph of this gorgeous white frame comes to be in your heart. And as you put your, both hands over your heart, but they become a projector. They project this image onto the universe, like if it were a humongous screen of God just loving, adoring, holding this, this precious, precious girl. And it's just respectful, loving, protective, just adoring way. And she just, just feels so, so cared, so loved, so protected and held. It's almost like the world, the world can never touch her. Yep. And it's projected there for every version of you to see. You were born all the way until yesterday. All the versions of you can see this image and absorb this new information, receive this new information. And she just not interested in anything other than this. Totally loved feeling the number one in her dad's arms, in her dad's life in a man's life. Mm, yep. Mm. How do you say that? Because I always had, I felt I had a, pres- a special place with my dad, like being the first daughter, mm-hmm. the first child, the first daughter. And then when I was 16, he told me that he'd had another daughter with another woman before me. That's true. That was really, really devastating, right? Yes, it was. And so then I was like number two. And you know what, Deb? I'm not sure if that made you number two. The the fact that you were born second doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that you were number two in his life. Right, that's true. You know, there's but it felt like pre- I lost my position as the yeah. first child. You know, no, yeah, I completely position. understand. Well, it's more than anything, it feels like it's such a huge betrayal because yeah. it's like, what? Like, what? It's not the okay, world it's is, not possible. Yeah, the world is not what you've been leading me yeah. to believe it is. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. But no, I feel like he loved, I mean, he didn't, you know, he didn't have the kind of connection with that, that first child that he has with me. So that, that's true. But, but yeah, yeah, so I'm, yeah, being the, um, it's almost like a little holograph, you know, and all of Mm -hmm. my cells, the image of that, of him holding me. And the image has sort of like a dark green color. The, the, The frame is white, but the image of them together is sort of, Forest green, which is sort of funny. Huh. Is that a, is that an okay thing? Or? Yeah, it's kind of dark. Like there's a darkness to it. 
like they're sitting on a dark sofa and he has dark clothes on and and at times I have like a pink shirt on but um so I'm sort of reproducing in all of my cells like I'm surrounding myself with a white light and, and reproducing the image of them together in all of the cells which is sort of a darker green Good. image with little pink I don't know why it's showing up that way but well interestingly green is the color of the heart the chak as the chakras go I was thinking of green green is a heart mm. um, what does that forest green have hold a particular memory or something for you though? I don't think so not that I'm aware of no okay. yeah hmm Hmm. How do you feel? Much better. Good. Good. That's great. Yeah. And you have a session with Stefan tomorrow. That's going to be yes. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Very, very good. Great. Thank you so, so much. So shall we, shall we cancel the one on Thursday, I'm guessing? Well, there's another topic I need to discuss this week, which is um, around... Um, Prosperity and abundance because I've been taught using language and thought forms that mm. um, just in the last six months around the recession and not being sure how my business, I keep saying, mm. I'm not sure how my business is going to do during a recession. And okay. so now I'm having like a slow quarter mm-hmm. um, and I need to restore my relationship with prosperity because um, – and I also have some, you know, second baby topics to discuss. So I would, I think we should keep that. <laughs> okay, that sounds, no, that's yeah. perfect. It's there, you have it. And yeah. then I would like to talk about the Michael issue. I mean, you, you probably want to uh, meet him for a while. Maybe you mentioned it to Stefan too. Next Tuesday I'm meeting him, yeah. Okay, okay, so there, there's a little bit of time. Yeah, that sounds good. So you're, you're, having a, you're having a good dose of the two of us this week. Yeah, this is a... <laughs> It's an intense week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm glad that you're you're feeling a little better, and I'm glad yeah. that you have the recording too, Deb, because you can yeah. listen to it. Okay? Thank you. That's true. Yep. Okay. Big hug. All right. You too. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Bye bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus.